0: Joy McGowan.
1: I'm Denisha Simpson, and
0: and we we are are resilient resilient black black women. A black woman gave us life, a black woman taught us to stand. When she sat down in the front, a black woman defied the man. When a black man rose up, it was a black woman that held his hand and gave us strength. Welcome to the podcast, y'all. Today we're going to be talking about black joy. This was an episode, really, that you thought about, Denisha. You're like, I don't want to talk about these other things. Let's talk about Black <laughs> Joy. I'm like, okay. Like, so tell us tell us why <laughs> we want to I talk about that. I think
1: that, and I'm no longer on social media, but when I was. <laughs> you definitely are not on social <laughs> <know>. media.
0: <I'm> <laughs>
1: Sometimes I feel a little too cut off from the <sighs> world. But I think when I was on there, like I feel like I, my news feeds was saturated with trauma in the black culture of this or that some type of discrimination um and so I don't want to um, not make space for that but I do think that part of being resilient is being able to celebrate the joy um of what it is to be black and so
0: for sure no I agree and I even think that it's it's the most vulnerable emotion to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I know sometimes like we think that like showing fear or um, being able to tell people that like, I'm, I'm scared today. I think, I think joy is difficult, especially for black people uh, because of all of the messages of black death Mm -hmm. um, all around us. Mm -hmm. And, I think joy is difficult. Like, I was just having a conversation this week with my son um, with me being pregnant. He is he is so concerned that I'm going to have complications with this baby. And, and I've, I heard other mamas who have, like, an older kid talk mm-hmm. about, like, their kid's six or seven and right. they are, like very aware that, like, things could happen and uh-huh. how long are you going to be gone when you give birth to the baby? Like, they right. just have, like, lots of questions about the transition. Um But hearing him say this week, he was, like, how scared he was of, like, like, well, I could die one day and I don't want to die. I don't want to die because I grow old. And then I thought, well, I don't want to die because I get shot. And I'm like, mm. why do you think you're going to get shot, baby? Oh. Oh, <laughs> like, we haven't had... They haven't seen a lot of the news Mm -hmm. of uh, like George Floyd or like other people um, being shot, and especially like children being shot by police. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to know that he has that, yeah, right, it's already a fear in him. Already in him, this is how I could die. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he talks about how hard it is for him to, in a sense, like be happy and have joy. And so Mm -hmm. I'm having to like have these conversations with him, like. Baby, you're right. Like, anything could happen to me and your little baby sister. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you right now, worrying about that is not going to prepare us for that. But we are so excited right now that she's coming, that we have eight weeks left, and we get to live in that moment Mm -hmm. right now. And, like, that's really hard, for a seven-year-old who also wants to be a rocket scientist and just thinks really deeply wow. all the time yeah. <laughs> like oh no right like mm-hmm. it's just it's a hard thing so i i i'm glad that you thought about this episode because <laughs> i think that black joy is so so important um but i think that it's, it's a really vulnerable space and even a six, a seven-year-old can see that it's vulnerable to have joy. It's vulnerable mm-hmm. to be excited about something to come right. because there's all these possibilities that something bad could also right. happen.
1: So it's easier to hold on to that fear yeah, rather than that That joy seems so distant sometimes, right?
0: It's easier. It's safer. Yes. It almost feels safer. Yes. Like mm-hmm. if I keep thinking about all the things that could happen, mm-hmm. I'm in some way preparing myself right. for the worst.
1: right. This guard can protect me, right? But Mm -hmm. if I don't think it's there or recognize it or identify it, then those bad things can come on in.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I think Black joy in and of itself is, man, it is, (laughs) you know, you hear on social media, right? People say, like, this is part of the resistance. This is part of the revolution. Like, it literally is a way for us to say that, like, I will not give in to mm-hmm. these messages of Black trauma and Black pain mm-hmm. all the time. There is so much more to who we are right. than just our pain. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm learning, like, man, how do I teach that to my kids? How do I help them grow up with a healthy sense of self that they can have joy and be safe? Right.
1: Because joy is nourishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and We need that as a black community. We definitely need that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot happened during the pandemic for us with George Floyd and Ahmaud, all those things. And so um, I think part of black joy is to coming together Mm -hmm. and connecting and just to even see that in communities, um, like the Black Joy Parade. And I know you're going to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. But
0: okay. I didn't even know that was a thing, first of all. I was like, <laughs> what? There was a Black Joy Parade <laughs> in California? And so it, I think it happened in 2020. I think they've been doing it ever since. But it's, it was a Black Joy Parade mm-hmm. in California. And when I saw it, I don't know if you've seen the documentary about Quest Love. So Questlove won an Oscar um, for this documentary that he did about a festival that happened like in 69 because it was when we landed on the moon. It was the day that the U.S. landed on the moon. And they had this festival that was all about like black music, this black music festival. And it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that documentary, I thought about the Black Joy mm-hmm. uh, Festival they had in California in 2020. And I'm like, wow. And so mm-hmm. from the documentary, uh, Quest Love just pointed out how they tried to, like, get this um, festival. Like, they had recorded everything. And they tried to get it, like, on national TV somewhere and, like, get people to, like, buy it. Nobody in mainstream wanted to buy it. And nobody, like, was like, oh, what is this, like, black people? And and the guy who recorded, he's like, I even try to, like, name it something different. <laughs> Not just, like, what this, like, black music festival is. like. How, he, like, named it something totally different mm-hmm. to, like, mimic something that, like, white people had already done mm-hmm. at that time. And he's like, still nothing. Like, nothing. And so Questlove is interviewing people who had performed or knew performers who were there on that day. And... You're watching these people like cry, mm-hmm. looking at what they did, and they're like, "That really was awesome. Like Aww. that was a really good day. Like mm-hmm. we did do that. This was a this was revolutionary for us to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was it was in New York City. It was packed. That was beautiful. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, but I thought about that and I was like, man, that is what." The Black Joy Parade must have been like
1: yeah. <laughs> twenty twenty. I wish I could have been there. I know like, <laughs> what
0: is this? And I think what we continue to see, um, like in the in the black community, in a black social media community, like a black Twitter, is, you know, there's these threads that go on of like black girl magic or mm-hmm. black boy joy or black men laughing and mm-hmm. I'm like I remember after uh george floyd like i just saw lots of videos of like how do we show black men doing something other than um just circling these videos of black men dying by police and i remember that was like so contagious Mm -hmm. to see just to see a black man laughing laughing with a group of other black men or laughing by himself or smiling like Mm -hmm. I don't know. You just don't realize like how important that is, or
1: even seeing them with their daughters, right? I yeah, think that that shows when Kobe showed a certain of vulnerability with like yes. the what was it hashtag Black Girl Dad or something yes, like that hashtag Girl, girl Dad, dad. Yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that that came out of Kobe, yes, because it did. of like how Kobe lived his mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. with his daughters, of like supporting his daughters, and then right. when I remember when he died, everybody's like, "I'm a girl dad too," yes. and you just see all these pictures, and mm-hmm. and because he Kobe was a black man. You what we really saw was a lot of pictures of black men, right, with their little girls and loving them, and,
1: and just to see dads like them. down on the ground letting their daughters yes. put makeup on them, right, <laughs> or painting their nails. Like, you know, that's a vulnerability that we don't always, and a soft side that we don't always get to see in, in mainstream media.
0: Not in black men, mm-hmm. no, especially in a, in a time where black men felt like they have to be they also have to be strong, right? right. <laughs> we talk Absolutely. about strong black women and oftentimes black men felt like they have to be strong mm-hmm. for themselves, for their, for their kids, for their, their spouses. Um, so black joy, black joy is huge. I think it was, my husband was telling me he was talking to James, Dr. James Hawkins. Uh-huh. And it was James who had said that he often asked people, what are they, what are they most hopeful for? Um, And that's how he, like, helps them recognize, like, what are they most afraid of. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it's oftentimes, like, what we hope for, we don't really believe that we can get it. Right. And we probably have, like, all these things around us that tell us messages that we can. Mm -hmm. We probably won't, but it's nice to dream about it. Um, And so, I don't know, just this idea that joy, things like hope, Mm -hmm. are probably the most vulnerable emotions, Absolutely. Um, but probably the ones that we all want the most. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I, I want to have joy.
1: <laughs> Another reason why it's the most vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so I, I, loved, I loved the idea that you wanted to kind of talk about it. Um, I think the other thing I ho- that we really wanted to kind of process was like why – joy is so important and some of my research I found that joy and this idea of a sense of belonging Mm -hmm. was super important to reducing suicidal thoughts um, and emotions that can kind of take us over the edge like depression anxiety and things like that especially in black black youth black men black Mm -hmm. women and so the idea that the culture that black people are trying to push this um, theme of black joy you can have black joy you can be black girl magic um is is really huge and us being able to maintain our mental health Absolutely. our sense of um wellness you mm-hmm. know what do you think about that
1: um I agree I was looking at the research and it's um very I'm I don't know another word to use, but just devastating Mm -hmm. on the black youth and suicide rates and how much they've increased, especially during the pandemic. Um, But I know that Thomas Joyner, I believe it is with his, some of his theories on suicide. Mm. um, He says that when we come together, so even like during 9-11, even though this traumatic event had happened there was still that sense of like community coming together um there's a decrease in suicide and Mm. so it makes me wonder just what is missing Mm. in those for those the black youth right Mm. and what do they need um in order to have that sense of belonging
0: i love that you brought up that research Because that's also what they saw when the pandemic hit, Mm -hmm. was that in a time when the pandemic hit, you would have thought that suicide would have increased. It decreased. Right. But it was probably because it was this communal, global Mm -hmm. thing that we Mm -hmm. were, oh, no, we all have to stay home. We all can't go out. We're all ordering from Uber. (laughs) Like, like, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Even the people who were really sad and depressed, they felt more connected. Right. I'm not the, the bigger, only one feeling I'm not this the only way. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. Like, it, some of the research I found was, like, how issues with, um, like, why we need to continue to, to discuss black joy is because of the permanency of racism in our society. Mm-hmm. It is not something that we can be certain of will just go away all of a sudden. Right? Like... Our kids will experience that in their yeah. lifetime, um, even though we have like all these initiatives to fight racism, right. um, but we know that it is so—it's uh, just infiltrated in all the all the systems, mm-hmm. um, and not just like in America, like all over the world. <laughs> like it is all over the world, it is. and so it is a so this sense of like belonging. I think that word kept coming up so much. Mm -hmm. and like, like joy also helps people to feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes like, especially when we say black joy as a, like a black community, we're talking about like, all like us together. Like, I'm not just talking about me having joy. Exactly. I'm talking about like, i got to go outside with my kids and like we you know we're together we're having mm-hmm. joy even the examples we we gave were like dads with their daughters right like, like, it was a communal aspect mm-hmm. of like experiencing joy which to me makes me go back to that idea like that's why joy is so vulnerable because mm-hmm. now everybody's off guard
1: exactly yes right yes
0: everybody's like kind of sort of relaxed mm-hmm.
1: and
0: just enjoying the moment and, and kind
1: s- of feeling secure right kind of feeling makes safe sense. and secure why joy can come online
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so joy itself can be a really really communal aspect and mm-hmm. it, in some ways like right in therapy we talk about what are those um oh, yeah,
1: the factors yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. right
0: like so <laughs> do they have a place that they belong mm-hmm. um where they feel connected and safe right.
1: I think and that joy. it's almost that and burdensome which I feel like connects with um the sense of belonging Because if I don't feel like I belong, then I feel like I'm a burden to my family, to my community. To um, church. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't want to tell anybody what's
0: going on Mm with me because I don't want to be a burden to other people. Right. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. think those
1: are like the two psychological states in the mind that if it stays there, then the risk for suicide increases.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So sense of belonging is huge.
0: It is huge. Sense of belonging is huge. I think the thing that made me... I think So you used the word devastating in the research. I was also devastated because I'm like... And then the more like labels we have as black people, Mm -hmm. the higher we feel depressed or suicide. And so it was like black community, it was high for both men and women. And then it was high for the Mm -hmm. LGBTQIA community. Because that's another layer. It's another layer Mm -hmm. of like othering yourself. And so, I don't know, I just think about people who who identify within the LGBTQ community and like, and they're black and Mm -hmm. like, you've thought through a lot. Right. To put yourself in another, other type group Mm -hmm. because you know that you're going to struggle with that sense of belonging. right, And that just, it just, it just sucks. I just hate it so much. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think joy is important. I
1: feel like joy, um, I think for me, um, speaking as a black woman, it's a longing. Mm. Like, we always want it, right? But if we hear about um, someone that looks like us getting detained um, in jail, and then the next thing you know, she's dead, and they can't really explain the death. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you keep that sense of joy when that happens? Um So I think there's that deep longing for joy in the black community. And some people just don't even know how to reach that. Mm -hmm. And so that's another reason why I think like the black joy movement is huge, because Mm -hmm. for those people that are sitting at home and feel stuck, um, for instance, I, what was her name? Kayla Robinson, I think, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old black female during the pandemic. She made a series of laughing videos and, and um, people, if you read the comments, what people said, like, oh, my gosh, I needed this. And all it was was black people laughing, like something so simple. Um, so huge. And so I think sometimes the black community can be pretty humble. And so it doesn't take much. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just something as simple as that, watching a video of other black people laughing, like people hung on to that Mm -hmm. and was able to find joy just in that moment.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, just finding joy, it can be really, really simple. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a full-blown festival
1: right right yeah because like, i can't get to yeah. california going to yeah, yeah the bike <laughs> yes.
0: like, i won't uh, do that right <laughs> so if anybody wants to send us <laughs> y'all can just contact us. <laughs> um, but yes like i love that idea again again like, right because i feel like every episode we try to make it really tangible for people like mm-hmm. how can you create more black joy mm-hmm. in your own life or even if you're not black, how do you create joy, right. more spaces for joy? So, I mean, we're saying how black joy feels vulnerable for black people for reasons surrounding systemic racism. Mm-hmm. But we also understand that joy is a universal emotion. that <laughs> Every person in every culture experiences mm-hmm. joy. And so I even wonder what majority culture people um, even think about joy, and mm. if they too feel vulnerable, right? Yeah, when they are expressing that,
1: I'm wondering if that comes up for everyone. When I know you can find joy when you show up as your authentic self and you're accepted, right? Yeah. And I think no matter what your race is, what ethnicity you are, like that's universal. Like, can I show up as my authentic self and be accepted?
0: Yeah, I think because that's exactly what Black joy means for us, right? Being accepted as my true self, mm-hmm. I'm not code switching to be here. I don't have to right. like, play by some type of cultural rules mm-hmm. that you have set up in this moment. I get to just be me mm-hmm. and know that no one is going to other me. Right. Um, no one's going to single me out. Um, but that my joy in itself will be accepted. Yes. Um, no matter how different it is. I think that's what I loved about that that Questlove documentary was it was so many different types of music
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was just pure joy right no matter say,
1: what the music was right
0: <laughs> there was like Latinx there was like mm-hmm. reggae there was African where I don't think anybody in the audience knew what they were saying mm-hmm. but there was so much joy right and just like hearing the drums and hearing this man rap and mm-hmm. like that like Everybody, like you said, everybody got to show up, has their true authentic self, and the audience, which was packed, just embrace them. Right. Just embrace their joy. Be- so beautiful in that. Yeah. Like, so joy is about being accepted. Mm-hmm. Do, and that can itself be a barrier. Do I really believe that I can be accepted in and, and one of my most vulnerable states? Right. Of just being my true self. And I think think you're right. That's universal. Mm-hmm. It's not just black people, right? So then, as we close, I'm wondering like, what are your own experiences of black joy? Simple things like um, my son
1: and I, like listening to some music in the car and dancing and singing, even if he tells me like I'm cringy. <laughs> like, Things like that. Um my niece got accepted into an HBCU. Yeah. I always wanted to go to an HBCU so to, I'm so excited for her to get to witness that black joy yeah. that HBCUs consist of. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh. Uh. So growing up, I used to go to this camp called Kids Across America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of my favorite camps I'd to go to because there were a lot of black counselors mm-hmm. and there were a lot of black leaders um, who led each of the separate camps. And so KAA is, like, just all about hype. they just, like, hype. There's a cheer for everything, a cheer for every meal, a cheer for, like, certain words, like... And so when I think about black joy, I always thought about that camp. But I remember I went to a predominantly white institution for my college experience. Mm -hmm. So I remember feeling like I needed to go to camp in my summertime Mm -hmm. just so that I could have a break from being around like predominantly white institutionalized like learning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like that was like I was the safest there. Because I got to be my true, authentic self. Right. Like I got to be loud and crazy, and
1: exactly.
0: and chant and jump up and down right. for my campers and make them super happy. We would do this thing where we were like, when the buses would come up, there's like these Greyhound buses. Mm-hmm. We would like bang on their windows and stuff, it's and so, just so like fun. have a little like line where they got to like run down the line of mm-hmm. all these camp like these uh, counselors, and we're just just yelling and screaming all mm-hmm. summer long. But so that got was to my favorite. Free. Got to be super free. Mm. And did, mm. and it didn't matter how crazy I got because there would always be somebody crazier than
1: me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you weren't too much, right? I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> too much. You weren't taking up too much space or we were
0: all taking up all <laughs> the space. Um, I love that. So yeah, I think yeah, so that, that was when I was in college. But I think mine's is similar for you now. Like the black joy that I experienced is being with my kids and mm-hmm. Or seeing like, or seeing my husband happy, mm-hmm. and seeing him, especially during a lot of the the male Black Death, like um, that happened. Just seeing him like have joy, like mm-hmm. um, I think this this past year has been hard for us. And I remember taking in a moment of like hearing his laugh mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I don't know when the last time I heard you laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's different. That's a different feeling right, yeah. for me in our in this house, mm. um, and so just even being able to like joy becomes a really communal experience, right? Absolutely, like, yes. I am tickled just by hearing other people right. laugh, right? Like I think yes. some people talk about that. Like some people have like laughter that just like makes the other person yes, laugh, or like it's contagious, right? It's contagious, <laughs> right? And then now trying to maintain it with my kid, my son, <laughs> who is worried about everything right now. <laughs> just sort of like temper his little anxiety
1: (laughs) even like what you just said about your husband like that is i feel like the epitome of black joy like Mm. despite of everything that he um experienced and was exposed to as a black male Mm. over these past few years um he can still laugh he can still have that joy and that's what black joy is like i can lean in on what makes me feel good Mm -hmm. despite all this over here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think even him modeling that, like you said, like your son sees that.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that they too get to have joy, right? And even for like a kid who gets worried that he's going to get shot one day, like I can look at daddy and daddy can be happy. Mm -hmm. Right. You can be safe because you're with other people. You're not alone. Mm
1: -hmm. And you're being your authentic self. You're being And you're accepted. Yeah.
0: And we accept you. Yes. Just as, who you are, right mm-hmm. here in this moment. So, okay. So we said that joy is being accepted. It is being able to be your true, authentic self. It is about belonging. It is, in some ways, a way to resist, yeah, the the racism and mm-hmm. the systemic racism that exists within our culture. Um,
1: it's freedom.
0: It's freedom mm-hmm. for all of us. Yes, for every single one of us. And so, as we close we do our gratitude thing what are you grateful for um
1: i know this sounds so cliche but i'm thankful for black joy i'm thankful for um my sons that who i get to see experience black joy and they Mm -hmm. get to see me experience black joy um and i'm thankful for my son how i'm teaching him to show up as his authentic self i think since he's the middle school age that kind of gets hard Right, um, but like this weekend, he went turkey hunting with his dad, and he got a turkey. He shot a turkey, and that so is like so cool. he's so excited, and so <laughs> oh my god, and so just like that's black no. joy to me. Yes, uh, and so I think I'm just grateful for those types of moments. He got a turkey. Got that a turkey. is so cool. <laughs> and he got a deer back in November. During oh the my
0: god, yes. that's like a big deal. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. those things are not easy to no, do. No, they're not. <laughs> Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, I like that so much. Okay, grateful for. I I am really grateful to be having a baby girl. Mm. Um, yes. That has brought me so much. Like, okay, the pregnancy has been really hard. Like, that's not a <laughs> lie. That's true. But also, I'm just really excited mm-hmm. about having this little girl and being able to welcome her into our family, and um, it's her first kid. Like, say, my mom lives at home with us, and I don't like. I remember going to my grandmother's house a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of memories of like being with her. Um, that's just the communal aspect of like some that some families, some cultures have, where your grandparents live with you. Right. That type of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really excited that my daughter gets to experience like living with her grandmother and. So and much love Big Brothers. Yeah. oh my gosh! I'm like, you're gonna be first. I'm be really spoiled, but <laughs> also you're gonna be very well loved. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Big Brothers. You have your mommy, and daddy, mm-hmm. and you have your grandma. Like that idea of just Big seeing her yes. living in the house with just like different generations just makes me really happy. That's so exciting. Um, so yeah, that is the joy that I'm grateful for. Not to
1: mention like all the cute outfits
0: and bows. Yeah. And for
1: baby girls, oh my gosh.
0: And head wraps yes. because we will be a head wrap. Oh rap. gosh, yes. Mother and daughter, that is what we will do.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for coming to this episode. I'm Joy McGowan.
1: I'm Denisha Simpson, and,
0: and we, we are, are resilient, resilient black, black women. women.
1: Resilient Black Women is a production with Joy McGowan and Denisha Simpson, licensed professional counselors, and KUAF Public Radio. Our theme music was composed by Jasper Logan. You can learn more about Joy and Denisha and their work as resilient black women at resilientblackwomen.org.